0: So according to a report from the Daily Wire, over 100 Catholic schools in Cleveland, in the US, have set out clear guidelines for sexuality and gender, and they should be music to your ears. The real question is, do New Zealand faith-based schools adopt similar guidelines? Let's check it out. So the Catholic Diocese of Cleveland has issued new guidelines on sexuality and gender. In a press release, the diocese clarified that the guidelines were a formal policy version of existing church teaching on the subject. And they said, quote, Since questions of sex, sexuality and gender identity have become increasingly prevalent in our society, it is our hope that the policy will help to ensure these matters are addressed in a consistent and authentically Catholic manner, across our diocesan institutions and diocesan Catholic schools, and that those we serve will have a clear understanding about expectations and accommodations related to those matters, End quote. And Reverend Edward Malisich, the Bishop of Cleveland, stated in an accompanying letter that biological sex coincides with God's divine plan. Well, that's not exactly a media news media release, is it? We all knew that. He says... Quote, the human person is a unity of body and soul. We experience the world through our bodies, and it is through the virtuous expression of our bodies that we reveal God. Through times of questioning and confusion, we must accompany our brothers and sisters in Christ with compassion, mercy, and dignity so that we might lovingly help them navigate the confusion and arrive at truth. End quote. So, what are these guidelines as they apply to schools? I don't think you'll find any of them surprising. But possibly refreshing to hear. So firstly, parental notification says, in the case of a person who is a minor, if and when a member of the staff or faculty of an institution becomes aware that such minor is experiencing gender dysphoria or gender confusion, the institution shall with reasonable promptness notify such minor's parents or guardian of that fact, the foregoing notwithstanding, if there is a reasonable concern that so notifying the parents of the minor will result in physical abuse of the minor An institution should in such case consult with the diocese legal office and the bishop's designated moral theologian prior to determining if such information should be disclosed. But the initial presumption should be that such a disclosure should be made absent a compelling reason not to. Uh, And furthermore, the parent or guardian, uh, the fact that a parent or guardian might refuse to utilize preferred pronouns at odds with their child's God-given biological sex or to otherwise refuse to treat their child in any manner inconsistent with their God-given biological sex is not abuse and is not a compelling reason to not disclose. That sounds pretty fair. Uh, Pronouns and names. Only pronouns that accurately reflect a person's God-given biological sex shall be used when addressing that person. No person may designate a preferred pronoun in speech or in writing and no institution shall permit such designation by any person on institutional email correspondence or other communications. Legal names or abbreviated versions of a legal name, Dan instead of Daniel, when requested by a person, should be used when addressing a person. Nicknames may be used when addressing a person experiencing gender dysphoria or gender confusion as a pastoral accommodation, provided such as agreed to by parents in the case of minors, and provided that no such nickname shall be used if the purpose and effect is to obscure or contradict the person's God-given biological sex, promote the idea that one's gender is different than one's God-given god, god- given biological sex, or if doing so would cause scandal. Would cause scandal. Um, I think maybe would cause confusion might be a better phrase to use there. Uh, continuing bathrooms and facilities when using an institution's bathrooms or facilities, You've got to use the bathrooms or other facilities that correspond to your God-given biological sex. Uh, Upon request, accommodation may be made, and that's the sole discretion of the leadership. Uh, Single-sex institutions, programs, and activities. A person may only be admitted to an institution designated as single-sex consistent with their God-given biological sex. Seems to be a common theme here, isn't it? A person may only participate in institutional activities, whether curricular or extracurricular, athletics, ministries or other programs that are designated as single sex, consistent with their God-given biological sex. A possible exception to this is the allowance of biological females competing on athletic teams designated for biological males when deemed appropriate in the sole discretion of the institution's leadership. Otherwise, it's got to be uh, approved and look i can only think it would be deemed in a uh, uh, deemed appropriate where there is an allowance already for maybe mixed teams i mean are there other exceptions maybe a non-contact sport where physical strength isn't the key or chess maybe uh let's continue uh parish or school dancers no person may attend a dance mixer or similar event sponsored by an institution with the date of the same God-given biological sex, or publicly express or display sexual attraction or romantic interest in members of the same sex at such event. Uh, An institution may, in its discretion, allow a person to attend such events without a date or companion, with a companion, whether of the same sex or not, who is a platonic friend or is part of a group of platonic friends. I'm assuming that would apply to public displays of any sort of sexual attraction, wouldn't it, for both guy-girl and same-sex couples? Most schools don't want that happening, Uh, and coming as a group is very common for all schools, isn't it? Uh, Personal appearance and dress. Every person is expected to present and conduct themselves in a manner consistent with their God-given biological sex. Specifically, this means that every person is expected to refrain from acting in a manner that the purpose of which is to hold themselves out as being a sex or gender that is inconsistent with the person's God-given biological sex or which, regardless of intent, has the effect of causing confusion or scandal regarding the person's sex or gender relative to the person's God-given biological sex. Uh, This includes not limited to dressing consistent with their God-given biological sex and complying with any applicable sex-specific dress code. I'm thinking that with current fashion, that could be a bit of a challenge as to what is now deemed fully male and fully female appearance. But in terms of uniform, it sets a very clear standard, doesn't it? It's an area where too many schools have got themselves all muddled up with school uniforms in an attempt to be woke. Uh, Conduct. No person may publicly advocate. This is an interesting one. Or celebrate sexual orientation or identity in ways that are contrary to the Catholic Church's teaching and that could cause disruption, confusion or scandal regarding the Church's teaching. This includes but is not limited to displaying symbols such as the pride rainbow or the pride flags or other symbols that can be construed as being opposed to church teaching. In the case of students, publicly advocating or celebrating means advocating or celebrating as described in the previous sentence while on the institution's property or at any event. Uh, It does not prohibit open and respectful discussion or debate of matters of sexuality and gender dysphoria in the appropriate forum. And sex gender transition. This is pretty clear. No person may engage in so called tr- social transitions, surgeries, or medical treatments seeking to transition to a sex or gender uh, the opposite to God given biological sex. And it's not uh, basically includes puberty blockers uh, and also hormone and surgical treatments to feminize a biological male or masculinize a biological female, and it also says, for clarification, social transitioning is the adoption of pronouns, clothing, haircuts, and other social expressions of gender or sex for the purpose of holding out oneself as being a sex or gender different than one's God-given biological sex. This does not prohibit medical treatments consistent with church teaching related to true genetic or physical anomalies, disorders, or medical conditions. Yep, they're referring to, for example, intersex, which is an actual diagnosable and medical condition. But that's very different to identifying as the opposite sex. Uh, and well done to them for focusing in on social transitioning, which is always used as a step to medicalization and then castration. And that's why the teacher in New Zealand lost his registration as a teacher. He wouldn't have under these sensible guidelines. And lastly, records. All institutional records and documents shall reflect a person's God-given biological sex and legal name. In the case of a change of legal name, existing records on file shall be kept and maintained without alteration. It is not permitted for an institution to change the records to reflect a person's legal name change or to in any way purge such uh, guidelines. Uh, records, sorry. Now, these are superb guidelines and... <laughs> What you'd expect from any biblically based school? However, everyone wasn't happy, of course. The mayor of Cleveland tweeted this: "As a Christian, the new Catholic yes, as a Christian, the new Catholic Diocese of uh, Cleveland anti-LGBTQ+ plus policy is a shocking betrayal of the church teachings that I have shaped that have shaped who I am today. For me, faith is about universal love and acceptance. Instead, the new policy forces LGBTQ kids to hide their authentic selves and attend school in fear of persecution. For who they are, I extend my heartfelt solidarity to our LGBTQ friends and students. And rest assured, this policy, along with any expressions of hatred, don't go unnoticed. Um, It's not going too well there, actually, because you'll notice there it's had uh, over 300,000 views with uh, only just over a thousand likes. So people don't seem to be agreeing with them. You know, faith is about universal love and acceptance. Well, it's certainly about accepting and loving young people as children of God, but it's also based on scriptural truth, who we are as created by God and acknowledging that we are all sinners saved by grace. Opposing sexual experimentation and gender confusion Uh, that's actually loving to oppose that. Accepting harmful responses to gender confusion, such as puberty blockers and chest binding, is not loving. And uh, sorry, Mayor, our authentic self is based on how God sees us, not how we identify or wish to act out. I'm not sure which teachings the mayor is referring to, but it doesn't seem to be the teaching of scriptural truth. But as I said, these are superb guidelines, But what you'd expect from any school founded upon and based upon biblical truth and guidelines. And this is an area that we have highlighted in our parent guide, which you can access and download at parentguide.nz. It's got a whole section on religious state integrated schools. And as you can see here, it reminds us that state integrated schools exist to provide education within the framework of a religious or philosophical belief. Uh, with their observances and traditions related to that belief and the proprietor of a state integrated school actually has a responsibility to supervise and preserve the education with a special character provided by the school. The Ministry of Education even says on their website state integrated schools teach the New Zealand curriculum but keep their own special character as part of their school program and they say state integrated schools are schools with a special character. They are funded by the government and teach the national curriculum. They'll have their own sets of aims and objectives to reflect their own particular values and are set within a specific philosophy or religion. Uh, The Ministry of Education also states that they cannot require a state-integrated school to enrol a student unless the person's parents agree with and accept the special character of the school. Uh, And in Schedule 6 of the Education and Training Act, which specifically deals with faith-based schools, it says, preference of enrollment, the children of parents who have a particular or general philosophical or religious connection with a state integrated school must be preferred to other children for enrollment at the school. Interesting. And instruction of students, each state integrated school must instruct its students in accordance with the curricula and syllabuses prescribed under this act or regulations made under this act. However, However, the general school program must reflect the education with a special character provided by the school and religious and other examples may be used to reinforce teaching throughout the school day. In other words, team, religious state integrated schools which have religious instruction as part of their special character also have a legal responsibility to ensure that religious instruction in keeping with their special character continues to form part of the school program of education. Special education uh, character schools are expected to integrate the Christian worldview through everything the school does and the staff it hires. That's the reason you're most likely enrolled your children at the school. That's your expectation of the school, isn't it? It's not compulsory for children to go to these schools. They can go to the state school, or private school, or home school. But for those who choose a faith-based school, we should not be surprised that parents enrol their children because they want that worldview taught, whether it's Muslim or Christian or New Age environmentalism or whatever. Parents can choose. The real question is, if you have your children in a faith-based school, do their guidelines look like this? They should, and if not, why not?